This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Engaging and informative. Power Breakfast with TT on Power 98.7. It's 20 minutes after 6 on the Power Breakfast. Good morning to you. Right, let's uh, start with this. So you recall back in August now, um, 77 people died and many were, scores more were left injured after an uh, illegally occupied building was gutted by a fire in Marshalltown. The commission, a commission of inquiry has been set up and it began its work um, with public hearings in Parktown last Thursday. The structural fire report into the blaze at the Usindiso building found that the city should implement a plan to deal with abandoned and dilapidated buildings. This comes out in the, this came out rather in testimony given by a Fanam Kuni, Mr. Fanam Kuni, the Johannesburg Public Safety Deputy Director of Fire and Rescue. Uh, it was revealed that the building also had no fire extinguishers or fire hoses. Even some of the staircases apparently were blocked and converted into makeshift rooms. So, yeah, let's get more on this one. Joining us on the line from the SERI, Executive Director, Social and Economic Rights Institute, is Executive Director Nomza Mazondo. Good morning to you and thank you for joining us. Good morning, Tabiso. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so firstly, let me just get your thoughts on um, the, the direction or the route that government has opted to take in terms of dealing with this one. Um, and that's the course of a commission of inquiry to get to the bottom of what happened. Look, one, um, I think as theory, we've been clear that we welcome the commission of inquiry as it provides an opportunity for people to understand uh, what's been happening in relation to the housing in the inner city of Joburg. It also gives, gives an opportunity <clears throat> for stakeholders to have someone who's willing to look into the future about what's happening in the inner city and provide solutions. Um, I think we, on Friday, we issued a press statement where we said we, we view the commission as a place where there at least ground the victims' claims for justice, but also uh, provide for a people-centered approach towards the development of the inner city. Now, the commission having started on Thursday and Friday, it started, as you, as you, as you pointed out, with the fire experts from the city of Johannesburg, by Friday we're hearing from members of the of the police who were first to arrive at the scene, uh, and those who took evidence. The one thing that concerned us was the absence of the victims mm. in the room. Mm. Um, it, it, at least being clear that, there, that there'd be no attempt to facilitate their participation. Uh, fortunately, they do have legal representatives, so at least their legal representatives were in the room. But for us, it it it, it made us worry about um, how the commission will proceed without those uh, who are mainly Im- impacted by this disaster being there. What is even more worrying, Tabiso, is the fact that um, we've been made aware by some of the victims that over 30 bodies remain un- un- unidentified, uh, that many families mm. who are looking for mm. their loved ones have gone to deep clues, uh to say, we are informed that our loved ones were in the building um, we want to find them. They've looked through the pictures of those who are identifiable and couldn't find them. And so there's this mismatch where the state needs to identify bodies and families are looking for bodies. And from our analysis, 
we feel the reason that that has happened is because there hasn't been a centralized point of assistance for all the victims. And we wrote to the city of Johannesburg uh, over a week ago, pointing this out and pleading with them um, to, to one, put together uh, some sort of joint operation center where they can uh, respond to the victims and assist them, and also uh, calling upon them to meaningfully engage the victims of the fire. Uh, unfortunately, at this point, we haven't received a response from them as yet. But we, we mm. think that without that, it's very difficult to see how the commission um, can effectively do its work when even the victims are not, are, are not, are not aware that they are victims and those victims that are available mm. uh, do not really have the space and scope to participate in the commission. Yeah, I think that's uh, sad. The sad part is that, uh, you know, if the victims are the people who seem to be peripheral to this process, uh, uh, how what kind of legitimacy it gives uh, to, 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 to the process. Um, that said then, I mean, you know, one of the things that frustrates people or often angers people about these commissions is that they are seen not to actually be accompanied by any consequences in terms of like uh, everybody will keep citing the example of the Commission of Inquiry into State Capture that uh, to say that we still haven't seen anybody prosecuted or locked up, you know, uh, um, for what uh, those th- what was revealed in, 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 at that commission. Look, I mean, that, I think that is a fair concern. Um, that is a fair concern. But at least one thing that people should take comfort in is that the terms of reference of, of this commission specifically uh, require the commission to allocate accountability, liability, and responsibility for the fire itself. So at the very least, we'll, we'll have a place to ask, why hasn't this person been prosecuted? Why hasn't this person been held accountable? Uh, I think without uh, any political will from the state to follow on through on that, it would be very, very difficult. So I think those types of questions, would, it would be interesting to hear uh, where the National Prosecutor Authority sees itself in relation to this, to hear how the police the police service uh, sees itself in relation to this, to this commission and where they themselves are getting themselves ready to respond once the, re- the report from the inquiry is out. Absolutely. Well, early doors yet. Let's uh, see how it progresses and whether it does actually uh, move in the kind of direction that you're talking about, particularly in terms of centering the people, the survivors and the families of the victims um, of this fire. Thank you so much, Namza Mazondo, for talking to us. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Titi. Namza Mazondo is the executive director at the Social Economic Rights Institute, um, SERI. Um, yeah, we obviously will be keeping tabs, as will we, um, on the proceedings in this inquiry um, that is looking into the circumstances uh, around the fire that killed 77 people in the inner city in Marshalltown. 0861 um, Are you also one of the people, do you also take the cynical view about these, uh, or the skeptical and cynical view about these commissions of inquiry and what they, are, what they can actually produce in terms of holding people accountable? Um, I don't know whether through this commission we're going to uh, get to the bottom because I don't think that the commission, by the way, should stop the police from doing their work because we also need to know who are these extortionists that have been taking money out of people, taking money from poor people uh, who live in these buildings um, under the most horrible conditions. Um, at the end, uh, you know, yet they are being um, made to pay 
they are made to pay, often money that the people can ill afford. You know, so are we going to get to know who these people are? I don't know that this the commission of inquiry is the one that's to do that that will be able to uncover that. But I think the police, while this is going, the police should be doing their investigations to find out who are these people. Zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. WhatsApp is zero eight three three zero three seven zero nine three. That's where you're for your voice notes. And then on X, drop me a, a, a message there. You can talk to us there at Tabiso Dema. That's my handle, or at Power FM nine eight seven. That's the station's handle. Use the yeah hashtag. Power breakfast. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lungel was uh, talking about uh, the, the, the the holiday. He says, to be fair, the president said he will consider a public holiday and didn't say when it would be. What would be the use of a holiday when the celebrants aren't, aren't even here? Wait for the open top bus trophy on display. Uh, us, us lining the streets on a holiday. Uh, delay is not denial. Absolutely. You are dead right. You are right. Marla Foster, guys. Come on. Don't need a holiday. We really don't. We can't afford a holiday. Another holiday. No. I know we, li- we like things, but uh, we can, you can still line the day, the streets um, on a normal day. You actually, we're not going to all get on the bus with a Springbok, so we don't need a whole day. They're going to pass where your section of town, right, uh, and it'll last a, a whole 30 seconds. Um, okay, maybe 10 minutes, and that's it. Um, but you don't really need to take a whole day off. Come on, guys. We've got things to do. Hey, we've got an economy to fix here. Can't be taking holidays randomly in jail. Like, you know, those are luxuries we can ill afford. Sorry to be the party, poo- the party pooper. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.